T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. What a week, folks. Let's dive into this edition of Insane Things That Happened This Week. I'll start with number one. This stuff from CNN. Holy cow. Do you realize hospitals are more full right now? Then they've been throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. That's according to a CNN analysis of data from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. More than 80% of hospital beds are in use nationwide, jumping eight percentage points in the last two weeks. Okay, the first insane thing, more full than throughout the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, how is society still up and operating? I thought absolute calamity and disaster would ensue. If the hospital beds got more full than COVID, that was the excuse given for the shutdowns. Remember the lockdowns or we'd all die. (laughs) Yeah. And that was the excuse given for the destruction, permanent destruction of 96,000 U.S. businesses that never came back. So how are we surviving? Enough so nobody even really noticed. I mean, CNN had to do an analysis to figure out what was going on. So right now, hospital beds more than 80% full. During most of the worst parts of COVID, they're only 70% full. In fact, we only briefly hit 80% full one other time in January during the height of the Omicron surge. So what are they full with? Some COVID, also flu, RSV for kids, all kinds of respiratory viruses. That's weird. Look, you know, we have once a decade a very high record flu year. But we don't see massive numbers of all of it. Colds, flu, respiratory viruses simultaneously. So what's going on here? They've invented a new lie to cover up for what's actually going on here. It's, oh, well, you know, people, um, you know, didn't get a lot of exposure to germs because they were locked in their homes and wearing masks. Now all of a sudden they're exposed. So they're really sick. Don't worry about it. Um, no. No, that's not what's happening. What happened is the COVID vaccine wrecked these people's immune systems. See, that's what it does. When you get the vaccine, which is not a typical vaccine. Remember, this is an mRNA vaccine. When you get this vaccine, it hijacks your immune system and turns your entire immune system toward combating the exact variant you're getting the shot for to the pretty much exclusion of everything else. These people have highly damaged immune systems from children who we're seeing in a wave of RSV hospitalizations that's killing some of them all the way up to people dying of the flu. 
their immune systems are damaged. Is it permanent? I don't know. We'd have to admit the shot damaged their immune systems before we could begin to do the research to prove it was permanent. How do I know all this, by the way? Dr. Robert Malone, he's the guy who invented the mRNA vaccine, and he tried to tell both the Trump and the Biden administrations that this would happen. As punishment for that, he was so totally and thoroughly banned, they took his resume off LinkedIn. Problem is, his name's still on the patent for the uh, vaccine because he helped invent it, and it's doing exactly what he told us it would do. And it's terrifying. Is it permanent? Don't know. But they still want you to take one. Now, I don't mean to scare you with this. There is something you can do to get your immune system through this. COVID almost killed my father. He was hospitalized with it. It was the sickest he'd ever been. And it was after he took two rounds of COVID vaccines. And they shot his immune system all to hell. How's he get through it? My father doesn't like to go anywhere without his ivermectin. It's literally keeping him alive at this point. That's why they don't want you to have it. That, despite a recent peer-reviewed study I'm sure you didn't hear about, that showed that ivermectin use with zinc reduces death by 82%. You can Google that one. It's Epoch Times. Everything I'm telling you right now, of course, they'll eventually admit. It's just for whatever reason they want these high numbers. So they haven't done it yet. They don't want you to figure out also how you can stop it in your system. If you can't get ivermectin, and I'd love to refer all of you to doctors who prescribe it. It's just there's too many of you. Get quercetin. Take it with zinc. It's not ivermectin, but it'll go a long way toward boosting your damaged immune system. They'll admit that one day too. Insane thing number two. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, cutting edge again. Having defeated Disney, he's now going to take on the biggest corporate target of all. A corporate target so big, it's practically a deity. Pfizer. He says he's coming after them in partnership with his Surgeon General. For what? For the damage that they did with the shot. For the vaccine injuries and the deaths. It's the first time any major Republican figure in a leadership role in our party has admitted the shot manufacturers hurt, maimed, and killed people. And they need to pay for it. And so, you know, we are going to work to hold uh, these uh, manufacturers accountable for this mRNA because they said there was no side effects and we know that there have been a lot and so we did a study in Florida and you saw an 86% increase in cardiac related activity uh, from people 18 to 39 from mRNA shots and so we're going to be doing some stuff uh, to bring accountability there because what kind of stuff he hinted at that and it's exactly what I've hoped remember they got immunity for consequences that the shot might cause people up into death from Congress. But that immunity only holds if they didn't criminally commit fraud, which they clearly have. You can see it from their own internal documents that we've gotten through FOIA requests. This is why they didn't want the public to see them and ordered and argued so in court. They didn't want the public to see them for 70 years. DeSantis hints that's exactly where he's going to overturn that immunity and open the floodgates that'll destroy, hopefully, Pfizer and keep and Moderna and keep this from ever happening again also to protect school children folks do you realize that 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 half the school children in this country at least are facing having to get these shots just to go to school because uh the FDA CDC makes the recommendation they get them um more than half the states in this nation 
automatically adopt whatever the recommendation is as law. It happens automatically. They'll have to change their laws. And I think a lot of these blue states just aren't going to do it. They don't care how many kids they kill with myocarditis. Anyway, here's DeSantis hinting. He's going after the immunity shield. There are other people around the country that got forced to take this. And then what? They're not allowed to sue or get any type of recourse when this is not something that they wanted to do. Uh, So this is something that we're going to lead on in Florida. So we're going to have probably some announcements over the next uh, three or four weeks on that. Which leads us to insane thing number three, which also concerns DeSantis, Russia and the merchant of death. What was this week? This was the week for Americans left behind. It started in Florida, and this is all the same thing, folks, where we learned for the first time that Florida, which had that horrible hurricane, right? Everyone felt so bad for them, is going to be cut off by FEMA, denied emergency aid. What kind of aid? Uh, The most common kind that FEMA gives, which is that housing aid after people get wrecked, they provide the trailers, the emergency housing assistance, very standard for a hurricane. What is not very standard is for the federal government to just cut off a state because it's too Republican. We all pay those taxes. So the only rescue that's coming apparently in future in hurricane funding as far as housing assistance, which is a critical part of it because there's so much wreckage, is to woke areas. It's kind of the same philosophy Joe's operating under by only saving woke Americans and leaving the rest behind like he did in Afghanistan. Remember that? congressional study that found that it wasn't just a dozen Americans left behind, but hundreds in Afghanistan. What were those? Many of them were military contractors um, or those otherwise patriotic and sympathetic. So they got left the hell behind in Afghanistan because who cares if they live or die? And remember, we would later learn that Joe Biden's military advisors told him all these people would be stranded. But Joe didn't care because he wanted to get out before 9-11 so he could make the speech take it. Because remember, his polls were numbers were so bad. So he could make the speech taking credit for ending the Afghan war. And he didn't care if hundreds of people died. He literally didn't give a rip. In the process, he also sent 13 Marines and soldiers to their death when that bomb exploded at the Kabul airport that he had turned over to the Taliban to patrol and control, even though they didn't ask for that. So, ditching Paul Whelan, the Marine who did not one but two tours in Iraq, risked life and limb, was promoted to the rank of sergeant. Yes, he was dishonorably discharged, but so what? Brittany Griner? Well, she was convicted of domestic violence. So tit for tat. Who do they choose? The one who takes the knee when the anthem is played. The one who is absolute scorn for her country. The one who is woke. Folks, this is the same thing as the dual justice system. We need to come up with a name for it. It's a new paradigm in which Americans who love freedom, who are loyal to their country, who are non-woke, just get left behind, sometimes to their deaths, as Paul Whelan did. He's still rotting in that Russian prison. He spent four years there. And almost no one cares, including, of course, Joe Biden. Instead, we traded obnoxious athlete Brittany Griner, who, poor thing, has to come back to the U.S. That must suck for her. Go read the stuff she said about our country. It's terrible. Anyway, we traded Brittany Griner for a guy literally described as the merchant of death, credited with killing tens of thousands of people, including arming terrorists, our enemies, in Afghanistan, who then used those arms to kill us. That's why he's in prison. 
Here is a 2010 interview with DEA Chief, Drug Enforcement Agency Chief, Mike Braun, on Victor Bout, who we just traded for Griner. Victor Bout, uh, in, in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Mike Braun, the former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told us Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into uh, insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies. Even more humiliating, as Todd Pyro of Fox News correctly pointed out, is the fact that we had to rely on the Saudis, who just humiliated Joe Biden on the world stage, to cut this deal for us. That's how weak we are. This is an American citizen coming home. Something needs to be, something that needs to be celebrated. But we cannot ignore the geopolitical ramifications of this and, quite frankly, the optics of it. Our standing in the world under the Biden administration has fallen so far that Joe Biden does not have the leverage to get a Marine home. Instead, he has to do this very one-sided swap, somebody who basically did nothing for somebody called the merchant of death, who all experts agree when he's back out there in Russia, he will do things that potentially could kill Americans in the future. Yeah, but those will probably be patriotic Americans in our armed services, so who cares? Yeah, and you know what? Putin absolutely maximized this brilliantly with his regime announcing after the swap, this guy was a spy too. We got our spy back, his regime said. And then he did something that we should do a better job of seeing through. He let Paul Whelan, the Marine who served the two tours in Iraq, who's done four years in a Russian prison, and Bren brutally, brutally abused. I mean, nearly died multiple times, hospitalized in prison. I mean, it's bad. Um, that Putin allowed Whelan to make a phone call from prison. Okay. Uh, you don't just get to randomly do that. Okay. They only let you do that if it serves your purpose. What was Putin's purpose for letting Paul Whelan make this call? Listen. I have to say I am greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release. I was arrested for a crime that never occurred. I'm happy that Brittany is going home today and that Trevor went home when he did. But I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go home. I just need an airplane to come and get me. No way Putin allows that phone call to be made without knowing what he's going to say. Why would he let him call? Simple. Putin knows we can't even make 50% of our recruiting goals right now for our military. So Putin is letting the world know, probably correctly, look, you do not want to join the American military. They will leave your rear end behind, be it in Afghanistan, where they'll get you killed, um, or in Russia. Don't join. Don't do it. And look, folks, that's on top of the fact that we now have branches of our military using uniform military code to prosecute criminally people for using the wrong pronoun and misgendering fellow soldiers. You'd have to be mad to subject yourself to that. 
to join any organization that did that. This is just another nail in the coffin. And this is Putin demonstrating, look, you don't want to join the military. And you know what? You don't. He's not wrong. I said that to my son this week. He was talking about joining the Marines. Uh, and it took me a few days to talk him out of it. Keep in mind, my husband is a Marine. And I had to explain to my son, who's 10, listen, I know you love your country and you want to serve. And a good way to do that would be maybe to be a police officer in a very red area. Those people deserve your protection and the risking of your life. But I said, unfortunately, what we have seen from this incident is that you cannot serve your country by joining the military. You can only serve the Uniparty. And the Uniparty is profoundly, horrifically corrupt. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Which leads us to insane thing number four. I'm going to say very little about this because I did a whole podcast on it this week. You can go back and re- listen if you want. But this is for those of you who just listen on Fridays to catch the insane things. We learned this week that the Pentagon, that, i.e. the military, in partnership with actors with the FBI and the CIA, made COVID in the Wuhan Lab. That Simon & Schuster book was released from the COVID whistleblower from Echo Health Alliance. Um, and we learned that when, you know, when he was not moving money for Echo Health Alliance, uh, he had worked for the FBI. He's FBI. Um, and that the CIA also helped to move the money. So you literally have this week bombshells. COVID was man-made. COVID-19 specifically, which killed 6 million people was made in the lab with $45 million of funding from Anthony Fauci, the NIH, and the Pentagon, and that the number two in charge of overseeing it all was FBI. What in God's name were they doing? And then this, the most key takeaway from it, they gave Echo Health Alliance, the one that moved the money for the fe- for the federal government, gave the Chinese the technology that they did not previously have in order to weaponize viruses. Folks, that is more dangerous than giving them nuclear technology. Because with nukes, you nuke another, you know, you nuke the world, kill 70% of the people, it's guaranteed annihilation for you too. Mutual assured destruction. Virus? No, maybe not. Why? Because the Chinese are on record as telling us why they wanted 
that technology. Their goal, their generals have been telling us uh, since a little after the year 2000, was to weaponize viruses that could kill others, but would genetically spare those who were Chinese. In other words, they could wipe the rest of the world out with them and then take it over themselves. They're on record telling us this. And we're like, oh, you know what we should do? We should totally give them the technology to do that. It's absolute treason. How we learned it went on this week. At least the first step anyway, giving them the technology to weaponize the viruses. Which brings us to insane thing number five. And I'm pleased to report it is good news. Yep, Kirsten Cinema, Democrat senator from Arizona, announced she is switching to independent. So for 72 hours, the Democrats reveled in joy, thinking they'd taken the Senate 51 to 49. Yep. And then she took a wrecking ball to it, which will make her pretty much the most powerful member of the Senate. But here's the key. Okay, she votes way more often with the Democrats than she does with us. And I fully expect her to caucus with them, or at least to majority of the time, vote with them. But here's the key part. On the most damaging things to our freedom, and it's been only a handful of things, she's been with us, not with them. What does it say? Well, the big fear, the big danger we faced, and folks, this republic was hanging by a thread and has been since Joe Biden took office. They should have been able to restructure the court, the Supreme Court, to make it more of a democracy. 25, 35, 45 members, and then vote to yank them off whenever they vote in a way the Democrats don't like. It would have taken an absolute wrecking ball to your First Amendment, Second Amendment, Third Amendment, Fourth Amendment freedoms. But it didn't happen. Why? Because Kirsten Cinema refused to abolish the filibuster, which would have let them do that with 50 votes plus one. She literally saved the republic. Think what you will of her. It was an incredible gift. And it means the republic is going to be safe for a while. Now let's hope Joe Manchin from West Virginia joins her. By the way, this wasn't an entirely selfless or principled thing on her part. She was facing a primary challenge from a leftist, which no way, no how is she going to survive a primary challenge from a leftist. So she's just trying to stay Uh, One step ahead of the Democrat Party taking her out. But whatever. It's good news for us. And watching the teeth gnashing over it by libs on Twitter was glorious this morning. Insane thing number six is also really, really good news. We are literally substantially freer than we were last Friday when I recorded the last Insane Things podcast. And dramatically freer than we were Friday three months ago. Why? Because up until then... We figured, yeah, Jack Dorsey, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, they're liberals. They're in league with the Democrats. They're censoring us. They're shadow banning us. Shadow banning, by the way, is when you take a conservative account or a freedom-loving individual's account that's popular and you make it so 99% or 98% of the people can't see the tweets. It's virtually as effective as wiping them off the platform, but without the free speech fallout. Well, Twitter had always insisted they don't do it. The mainstream media told us conservatives who believe they were shadow banned, they were just queuing on conspiracy theorists. Nope. Shadow banning was real, Elon Musk told us. He apologized and said he would even attach notices to Twitter accounts so they would know exactly how shadow banned they were. While Jack Dorsey, then head of Twitter, was publicly insisting there was no shadow banning, the busy, evil little bees at Twitter We're super busy building blacklists and shadow banning people. 
led by a guy. Folks, once again, we have the CIA and the FBI at the scene of the crime. It is absolutely freaking markable. Jeff Carlton, who was both formerly with the CIA and the FBI's counterintelligence division, left to censor you at Twitter. Folks, you got to understand something about our intel agencies. Once you join them, they ask these guys to leave to give them the degree of separation uh, before they go and do something bad. Normally, that's, you know, spinning lies on Fox News as a talking head about Russia or signing letters saying, oh, by the way, Hunter Biden's laptop's not real. Total lie. This guy was secretly censoring you at the head of Twitter's social media trust and safety division. Folks didn't even know this existed until Elon Musk revealed it. Oh, and what he was doing? Total crime. All of them. Total crime. So says the Indiana Attorney General, Todd Rakita. This is a private company, but could there be a First Amendment violation here, given the fact that they were censoring speech to vet, to benefit one political party? Well, most definitely, because especially when you're in collusion with the government, uh, the First Amendment protects speech, uh, your speech, from your government. And when a company, private or not, or nonprofit or not, starts to collude and work with the government, well, then you implicate free, uh, free speech violations. And that, the fact that that's a crime, must be why Jim Baker, the former FBI general counsel, head attorney, who also ends up at Twitter censoring you, how very weird, um, was fired this week when he was caught, as Elon Musk insinuated, deleting evidence of these crimes. Want to hear another crime? It's very rare to catch an actual crime, a felony on tape. But here is one. It's Jack Dorsey former head of Twitter, lying before Congress. Problem is he was under oath, so this is perjury. It's a felony. A felony that carries up to five years in prison. Listen to Jack lie. Are you censoring people? No. Twitter shadow banning prominent Republicans. It's bad. Is that true? No. As I'm recording this right now, Fox News is reporting that CBS... NBC and ABC have done exactly zero minutes on these revelations. They're just blacking the story out. But back to Jack Dorsey. Here's the key question our side isn't asking and needs to begin asking. You just heard Jack Dorsey commit a felony. He committed others too, I'll tell you about in a minute. All in service of censoring you, which hurts his bottom line. Why would he do that? What is he more afraid of than perjuring himself before Congress. Because let me tell you what, Republican comes into office, takes over the DOJ, he can go to prison. So whatever he's afraid of from the left, from the Democrats, from our intel agencies, he's more afraid of than lying, committing a felony before the nation and going to prison. Think about that for a minute. What is it? Whatever it is, it started after 2016. Because here's what we know. Mark Zuckerberg... And Jack Dorsey, left to their own devices, didn't censor. We weren't censored going into the 2016 election. That's how Trump was able to rack up views, hits, likes that ran 10 to 1 higher than Hillary Clinton's. So why, how were these evil people in our intelligence agencies and in the Democrat Party able to get them to censor like they did in violation of the law? And by the way... This is also an election law violation because you know what? 
you can't make in-kind donations. So instead of being caught up in donation limits, say it's $4,000 per quarter, uh, you can't just go ahead and donate like $500,000 worth of commercial space or commercial production of political ads. You can't do that. You can only donate up to the dollar limit. So as Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rakita points out, these are crimes too. You, you can't just censor political kindness. But remember, Google's in on this too. Google was doing that. We had the study a few weeks ago where they had almost disappeared Republican Senate candidates' websites from searches. You, you can't, folks, and this is where we were. We got such a reprieve here. Folks, you know we've learned these last uh, couple of weeks, but in these last couple of months too, we lived under an authoritarian regime. We were this close to losing our freedom of speech. We thought it was just some hipster owners of these social media platforms that were doing this. It was our government. We didn't know. They almost got a full speech blackout control over us. And I've been warning for a while that the natural progression of this, which we're already seeing with the cancellation of the Republican Senate candidates by Google, that you couldn't either find most of them, their websites online and many of their commercials. You also, you know, if you did find them, they were like page two. The Democrats were on the top. Folks, we were well on our way to having our candidates wiped away and canceled and nothing we could do about it. This is a blessing. We are so much more free today than we were even three months ago, just knowing this. But anyway, here's Todd Rakita, AG of Indiana, explaining the other way that Twitter and Facebook broke the law. This is an elections commission violation. It violates federal law against donation. This is worth billions of dollars to the Democrats. It is. A crime, by the way, that the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA and the FBI and the Treasury all committed when they censored going through the portals. Oh, we also learned, uh, we found the the Twitter portal. We had known about the Facebook portal where they can go in and delete your posts. Uh, But now we've got the Twitter one and we've learned that tens of millions of posts were deleted through that. Anyway, here's the other crime. There's also apparently to me an FEC, Federal Election Commission violation, because this is basically a donation in kind to the Democrats, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. And you can you can't even quantify uh, that value. So uh, this was election interference, too, which is also a crime. So there's a lot going on here. I think we're in the first or second inning, really, uh, of uncovering this in a nine inning ball game. And and I hope that authorities uh, at all levels uh, look at this insane thing. Number seven that quantifies shockingly. The very bad, no good, horrible month that Trump has had, in particular the fallout uh, from hanging out, however it happened, uh, with an avowed white supremacist and an anti-Semite who's on the record praising Hitler, never a good look politically, and it walloped Trump. Yep, that's according to a new Yahoo News YouGov poll that found Florida Governor Ron DeSantis now leads former President Donald Trump by a shocking five percentage points in the race for 2024 GOP presidential nomination. Uh, And even more shockingly, DeSantis is ahead of Trump by a staggering 11 points among Americans who say they voted in the 2016 Republican primary or caucus in their state. That is the hardcore Trump base. And Trump 
is losing it. Folks, this is why Herschel Walker went down. It wasn't Democrats, it was Republicans. There's a tiny proportion of them who won't vote for Trump or Trump back candidates. And it killed us in Georgia. Every single Republican who ran statewide um, from the Secretary of State to the Attorney General, the Comptroller, uh, even the Governor, uh, beat beat Herschel Walker's total by at least 100,000 votes. And Brian Kemp beat it by 200,000. And so when you saw... Um, Warnock win this week, the Democrat. I mean, that's unbelievable. He's the only Democrat win statewide. I mean, it's crazy. So that hurt Trump a lot too, just people, I think, seeing that. But what makes this poll so unique is this is the second time this exact poll, exact poll, has been done by Yahoo News YouGov in the last two months. And the last time they did it, back in October, Trump led DeSantis by a 47, 42% margin. So in a month, you've seen a net swing of 14 points in DeSantis' direction. It's shocking. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.